Is this supposed to say calendar? It's supposed to say colander, like a strainer. Oh, okay. I was worried I spelled it wrong. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? darn w's up welcome to another edition of thrifty podcast secondhand shopping for worm people got a great buzz like busy bees looking for honey in the air i'm with the best co-host ever the always swearing always caring josh last call larkin to my left week two at josh's house baby that might be the best way ever to describe me, always swearing, always caring, because I fucking love everybody that I love. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt number two, maybe? Yeah. Um, for t-shirt number one, everybody's been sending some pictures our Facebook's way. Um, if you got a Get Roach t-shirt, in the comments of this episode, throw that picture down there, because I'm going to do like a one of the stupid cutout art things I do. A little collage. A little collage. So, um, yeah, if you got those T-shirts, they, they shipped out, uh, started last week. If you want a Get Roached Thrifty Podcast T-shirt, that's toddytondera.com backslash podcast. toddytondera.com backslash podcast. It's on the new .com I have, Josh. On the website. On the new .com. I felt like if I'm going to be... Uh, if I'm going to go for it, I might as well go for it. But putting a website together for yourself is, like, the hardest thing I've done, probably. I mean, it's a little – anytime you do anything like that, that is, like – Self-jerk. Yeah, yeah. It felt a, like a self-jerk. An egotistical, masturbatory thing, but it's necessary for the line of work that you're in. You have to jerk <laughs> off. Just being a maniac you have and to, jerking off. That's you, my word. You have to jerk off in public if you want to be a graphic designer. <laughs> that's – that's our third shirt, yeah. actually. So, yeah, if you want to see me uh, not jerk off in public, but put some art up about jerking off in public, toddytondera.com, check it out there. But Thrifty Podcast is where we are tonight, and we are on the road to NXT, the wrestling show. The whole Mount Thriftmore headed out to, uh, to NXT when they come in March. Mount Thriftmore, baby. The whole crew is going. Um, for wrestling fans out there in the Pittsburgh area, Thrifty Podcast will officially be hanging out there. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do the thing where we all wear our shirts, though, because then we'll look like a youth group. Oof. Like, 
It's tough. Yeah. More than three people together in the exact same shirt is either volunteer work or youth Dude, group we all or... already look like a, an adult youth group. <laughs> I don't want to be like an adult atheist youth, youth. An adult atheist youth group. <laughs> yeah. Trash is our religion. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, we're excited, excited for that. But uh, we went out thrifting today. It was a cold one. It was a cold one. I kept snowing my, outside. It's snowing outside. Uh, we met. Um, uh, well, we didn't meet him, fortunately. But at the Goodwill Outlet bins, there's a guy that we've never seen before. Older gentleman had a oversized black pea coat on, just staring at folks. Just staring at folks, picking up one or two things. He wasn't doing much. A lot of socially awkward people. There were a lot of people out today. A lot of new people. The really close lady got the new close lady inches away from me in the checkout. Like I thought she was trying to cut line. Like sh- I could have just shrugged my shoulder and bumped into her. And um, so once once you because you got out of there, well, she held me up because it was you at the register getting your thrift haul, her, and then me behind. So you got out. Well, when I was still standing in line, she took something that was like like the size of my flat wallet, like this, maybe even a little smaller. It had a triangle glued to it and like a circle glued to it. And it looked like some type of miniature art piece. Mm -hmm. And so when she put it on the thing, because everything you buy by the pound, um, of course. um, The weight pops up on the The weight pops up. It was so light, it didn't register. And that's the only thing that she bought in that whole store. So the lady just asked her for a dime. And so she just gave her a dime. And then she's like, oh, do you know what this is? And the lady at the register was like, don't give a fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, you're going to have you're going to say it. So let's yeah, bring it on out. out with it. And then she was talking about the World's Fair. And like this is a this is like a, something they gave out at the World's Fair years ago. And I found this here. And I'm not that could be true or false because that seems legit that like sure you could probably find something from the world's fair but at that moment like who cares nobody nobody and that's why she i was got holding out there up the line yeah like normally i almost always check out right before you i don't know why i think it's yeah. an urgent thing you put the card away you're very tidy and i'm like get the fuck out of here yeah that's true you yeah. do kind of check out before me but usually. Yeah. i normally hang around and today when i was in line she had snuck up in between the two of us mm-hmm. and got so close to me as i'm trying to pay for my items that she goes oh that book is from when i was growing up and i just went Eh. <laughs> cool. I didn't engage her because cool. I could tell with how close she was to me and her immediate approach in the conversation mm-hmm. that if I engaged her at all, I was hooked yeah. and she would have talked to me for three minutes. Yeah. And so, so you had her warmed up. I just I, I was like, she's like 41 cents. I was like, round me up to 50 cents. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I left it. my receipt on the counter. I had to come back booked for it. it. And then I just walked out the door. Well, yeah, she was doing that. It's snowing stuff because she. Oh, you were there when she yeah. was saying that. It's snowing. It's like I can't see. It. And she's like, well, if you look out this window against those garage doors, you can see it's it's just we know it is. It's cold as fuck. If you realize it's snowing five minutes after it's snowing, it's still fucking snowing. It's not an urgent matter. It's not going to all. It's not a tsunami. It's not, oh, my God, it's snowing. We're all fucked. And folks that are hanging out there, we don't care if we die there. <laughs> We're in a good one. That's it. She's like, 
Yeah, we don't care. Everybody's trying to get their last thrift in before the winter storm. Oh, no, I'm like, in here. It was busy as hell today before yeah. a winter storm. And you got to stock up on Goodwill items just like bread and toilet paper. There's so much stuff. But, yeah, let's start out with your book since you had mentioned it. So the book that you had with the lady who said, oh, it was from when I was growing up. So what did you find today? We've got the Golden Encyclopedia from 1946. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the same kind of folks who produce the go- little golden books. Okay. Uh, okay. But this is their encyclopedia uh, with 1,500 items in full color. Whoa. And it's probably the thinnest encyclopedia I've ever seen the in golden, my entire life. The Golden life. Encyclopedia. And, uh, World's thinnest book yeah, of knowledge. It, it really is. And like the, the illustrations are amazing, but mm-hmm. they're not accurate really at all. Like Even the cover, if you look, the praying mantis is three times the size of the zebra. Uh, oh, wow. So the praying mantis is... Okay, so two flamingos is one praying mantis, but three zebras is one praying mantis. And then a praying mantis and a half, you get a Komodo dragon. Based on, that's the scale on the front cover. Yeah, the butterfly is could, could eat half the animals on the front. The butterfly, if it landed on that building, would break the building. So yeah, all perspective is all skewed for yeah. sure. It looks really nice though. I do like the colors. Yeah, it's really, and the artwork, there's a couple pages, I mean, being from 1946, mm-hmm. it certainly got some age to it, but the illustrations are, they're little oh, golden yeah. book illustrations, uh-huh. and... So well done. Yeah, they're scattered throughout, and they're all the exact same artist, uh, mm-hmm. and like, here's a, you know, oops, we were just looking at the fish. Yeah. Uh, but with this published, I mentioned to you before, 1946. Mm-hmm. No mention of World War Two whatsoever. No mention of World War Two in the whole thing. History, not in Golden Kayfabe. History is a generalized thing, and uh, any mention of war is segregated to the individual sections of the military that it covers. Ain't that the truth? Like it has an army section, and it has like a navy section. It's like. This is what they do in general, mm-hmm. but not what they finished doing last so year. So they like dinosaurs in the Bible did, basically. Also, not a mention of dinosaurs in this book. Ooh. I even okay. looked I yeah, okay. I even looked back uh through to see if it was listed to try to find a listing for dinosaurs. Hey. No mention whatsoever. Hey. Yeah. Uh I think it might be under the biblical great lizards with, okay. with this, but uh yeah, I mean, the illustrations are great. It is a little roached for, like, the first 30 pages, mm-hmm. um, but some great stuff. From 1946, too, I, I actually – did you find that on First Past? Was that something you had to dig for? Because I don't remember seeing that. Well, I mean, I see it now because you have it in front of me, but aside from that. No, this was uh, – it was in one of the bins uh, right before the first change, actually. Okay. The bins that they changed okay. out for mm-hmm. the change, which – Logic would dictate would be the oldest bin, but they don't do it that way. The idea is to change out the oldest bins and put the new thrift stuff out there, but like, no, like maybe. I mean, in theory, that's what they do, but all the times we've been there, I've never seen them change the furthest away bins. So I think they change bins by a matter of convenience. That's a good shot. I think they're just like, that's a good shot. Where can I get to? And get the fuck out of there before these hyenas attack me. Well, they were rearranging the place for a little bit. 
they had made the whole back of the the Goodwill store just all that furniture and junk like that. But we went back there, and those back four bins we call the wasteland bins. Um, the wasteland bins have returned. Yeah, the wasteland <laughs> Chunky is back. as ever. No, the wasteland is like empty boxes and CD jewel cases and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, before we finish discussing the book, I want you to see. Uh, there is a pet section. Okay. And pets in 1946 were a little different than what we have now. You know, we have some exotic things nowadays, mm-hmm. but what they had back then considered as pets in this encyclopedia, just take a look. Okay. Uh, what and, they consider pets. Yeah. I want you to focus specifically oh, no. on the fighting cocks. Fighting cocks, squirrel, dancing bear. Okay, so at least there's not a regular bear. There's an ornamental cock and fighting cocks Deer, and the dancing bear. A donkey, a pony, a peacock, a cheetah, a monkey. Do you get that boy holding the monkey? No, I think that's just to show how fun a monkey can be. <laughs> <laughs> you can set him on your shoulder. So that's what it's about. Yeah, I love that the guy with a monkey appears to also be a gondolier. Yeah, he's a gondolier. He's got a parrot on his left shoulder, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope this. I hope to Christ that's not a bag of rice right there. I hope it isn't, but it could be a bag of rice, dude. <laughs> well, you've got to. I mean, maybe the monkey is eating the rice. Yeah, let's hope. Let's I don't know exactly what monkeys eat, but that's, I mean, that's fair. My mom had a pet monkey growing they up. Eat, they eat fruit, dude, just like any other monkey. Well, I don't know if he had a specific kind of monkey, oh, yeah. you know, like maybe there's a rice monkey that exists yeah. out Well, there. I know for sure that parrot, that's not eating rice. Maybe dude, it's a, I've had birds. Maybe it's a bag of seeds. Did it say rice on the sack? No, but that's why I was like, I hope that's not rice because he's a, uh, it's not a white fella. And well, they're seeds for the birds. We uh, can just, not, uh, I mean, and this book for 1946 does have the best intentions mm-hmm. racially. Yeah, I was afraid there was going to be some wild stuff in that. That's kind of why I picked it up because I was like, there's going to be some wild shit in stuff. This. Yeah, yeah, and I was like. Because we've seen, you know, the uh, the sex books mm-hmm. from the era where people aren't sexually, you know, woke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen the Christian dating advice books where we know there's going to be crazy shit. Oh, there, shit. Was some, there was some terrible misogyny in that. Tara talked to another boy. Now I think the devil's inside her. Yeah, just like shit like that. That's unfortunate that, like, that material is out there. It's just, like, unacceptable. Like, and it's unacceptable. We all know if anything's printed, it is true. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we found a, a couple of other books, too. Um, this was another hot Josh Vine, um, which are, we're calling a- a- HJFs from now on. Uh, <laughs> This, this this HJF um, was a monster manual, a complete guide to your favorite creatures by Eric Bellinger. Um, so what it is, it's A to Z roundup of monsters from literature, film, television. And it says it includes expected, but also the unusual and uncommon. So we have every monster under the sun in this. Yeah. That's ever existed. And this is also illustrated, has some great like line drawings of Mm -hmm. monsters and different, you know, it it says in the in the description, Dracula, King Kong, aliens, jaws, ogre, dinosaurs, werewolves. 
And that's just the start. That's the ones they list. And there's deeper cuts and better cuts than that. All of those fictional, with the exception of dinosaurs, yeah. who somehow get lumped into the Jaws. bad category. Jaws is a shark, um, but I, it's just Jaws in this one, I guess, just that one. Not Jaws 2, which One is specific shark. Yeah, um, but in there, too, they do kind of, like, uh, campy monsters in the history of, like, just, like, scarecrows and ghosts, like, you know, the sheet ghosts and yeah. stuff like that. So not only does it sort of give you, like, the hard hitters, there's, like, stuff on Nosferatu. They're just like, oh, here's, like, this cute vampire from this Disney film. So it's, like, everybody. Everybody eat, you know? Everybody you eat. include all – yeah, if you're going to make a book about monsters – Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who are really upset if there's not a specific monster. Could you imagine getting a snub? It. Like, you, could you imagine you're a you're a you're a cyclops. You're at home. You're a cyclops, and you're like, honey, today's the day in the mail, the monster manual, Ooh, and you guys are flipping through it, and you're just like, hmm. Yeah. Mm, well, like, we. Mm. If a dinosaur got my old encyclopedia, and he's like, "Oh, can't wait to read about myself," and not dinosaurs, not in the encyclopedia. Like how? No. Yeah, if you're not in the monster manual, objectively as a monster, that's Who gotta are you? be terrifying. Who are you? And know that dinosaurs took your place. So if you're a cyclops and it got skipped, uh, cyclops is in there, for example. So sorry for all you cyclops yeah. listening. You do get maybe represented. a yeti. Yeah, a Yeti. Mate. Sorry to the Yeti community, but I don't think you guys are in this one. No, and that's really unfortunate. Star Wars has a, has a chapter in it. Star Wars is everywhere. The, sh- the movie. The movie. Star Wars the movie. Star Wars guys. is the herpes of media. It just it infects everything it even comes in the slightest contacts with. Mm-hmm. There's a Star Wars everything. Jabba the Hutt and Zoda are the top monsters from Star Wars. Says that book. Top monsters. Who was the second one? Jabba the Hutt and Zoda. Who the fuck is Yoga. Zoda? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that twice? Yeah. Zoda? Zoda. I've never said that before in my life. Okay, we're doing uh, good, dude. We're Jabba doing good. the Hutt, I can understand. Yeah, but... You gave me gin right before we started. It was only one shot. Zoda? Okay, all right. Your fucking Y got drunk and fell into a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Just crumpled into a heap. So, um, we found a game in this book, and if you get the book, it's actually... There's different levels and different stuff you can do with this, but we thought it would be fun to play the game on the show. Now, what it tells you to do, it's called self-made monsters. And what you want to do is have three stacks of three. The first stack, you want to write a household item on an index card. So you have the first stack of three index cards with a household item. The second stack of index and index cards, you have creepy animals. So you have three creepy animals. The last one, just your generic monsters, like your vampires, your skeletons, stuff like that. You want to pick three of those and put each one of them on the last three cards. So personally, you should have three stacks of index cards with uh, household items, creepy animals, and monsters. So what we're going to do on the show is we're going to do our own stacks and then mix them together. And then I'm going to draw 
one card from the top of each of these index stacks and I have to create a short story based on my findings. So we're going to put household items together with creepy animals, with monsters, and that whole big chunk there, like the, the forked capybara vampire could be. You have to write a short story on your monster for next week. That's my challenge to you. So we pick... We write nine total, three yes. of each category. Yes. And then we pick, and then we have a week to write a story. Mm -hmm. You and I are going to write a story, and then we're going to pick one for the listeners. The listeners. Yeah, the listeners. And story we're too. all going to play Self Made Monsters, which is also the autobiography of Todd and I's lives. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Self Made Monsters. I have the index card. So take three index cards and. Obviously, one thing per one household item per index card. So I'm going to write mine first. All right. I'm going to go. Okay. So these are household items. I'm going to go weird with my household items, man. I'm going to go obscure. I don't know if you're going to go common, but for household, I'm going weird. I'm not generally surprised when you go weird so <laughs> like if somebody's like hey todd's going weird I'm like, yeah 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 uh oh yeah this is a good one i hope i spelled it right though so i have my second one and then my third one i'm gonna go bing bang boom and yes okay so do you have your Household items. I've written one. Okay. I'll stall for time. <laughs> In the time it took you to write those ones. I'm sorry. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to sing um, a song called Stitches by the 90s rock band Orgy while you do this. Tie yourself to me. Stitch up my emptiness because you're the death of me. So precious love in the thrill. I think you should really sing more on the show. I think like... There should just be an outro that is you doing that, and then we fade it out like 90s song style. But, okay, I've got my three now. We're okay, good. so you have your household items. So our, we'll, we'll start out. Here, give me your three because we're going to go one column at a time. Okay, so Josh is handing me his three household items written on index cards, and I'm mixing my three. So this will be the first word in our monster that we have to write about. All right, this is not going to go well. Are we going to do? Are we? We're going to pick now, and then we're going to write three more. Yes. So this is the first word in yours. See, I thought we should write all of them. No, this is the way. <laughs> this is the sick way. All right. So all right. the first. So I have to take right off the top. I right have off no the choice. Top. Okay. Now I'll pick mine. So the first word in my monster is blender. Okay, and that's one of your own. Yeah. Is this supposed to say calendar? It's supposed to say colander, like a strainer. Oh, okay. I was worried I spelled it wrong. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did. I yeah. said it. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. All right. So, blender. So, the next... Hang on, I have to rewrite this. <laughs> yeah, fix that one so you know. Um, and this one... Oh, we'll pick the we'll pick the final one for the listener at the end together. That's what we'll do. All right. That's how it's spelled, by the way. Oh, I was close. Okay, so it's colander. Oh. It's spelled right now. 
So the next the next column is creepy animals. So again, what you want to do is is write a different creepy animal on one, two, three index cards. So three different creepy animals, three different index cards. Write those down. And then we're going to mix, Josh and I are going to mix ours together. And then we're going to take off the top to see what our creepy animal will be. So I got made fun of the last one. So I'm not going to. I'm not gonna hold. I'm not. No. I'm not gonna pack any don't, punches. No, I don't want you to have to worry about your spelling. You do it <laughs> the way that you need to do it, and we'll we'll figure it out. Thanks, fourth grade teacher. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. Fourth grade is late to be worried about your spelling. If you're, you, if fourth grade is yeah, when you learn how to spell. Four, fourth grade is when someone noticed. I'll say. Yeah, that's fair. And by the way, the ones I'm writing, if you pick my weird, creepy animals. I, these are verified animals. These are verified animals. Well, I wouldn't figure that you're making up animals. Like, if Well, they're you... wild. They're wild animals, Josh. You did research on the animals? Yes, on the wild animals. Yeah, just in case that I picked it. Because we're going to have to write a story on our monster that we're creating. So I did some pre-pre-looking up. Okay, so give me here. I'll give you pick this time. You All right. you mix those up. So we're mixing the stack three index cards each with their creepy animals on them. One each card. We're mixing them up, and then Josh is going to pick one off the top, and that will be in his monster that he has to write a story about. Well, you get to pick first this time. Since I picked first last okay. time, you can pick first this time. All right, let me pick off your stack. All right. Got mine. Now you pick yours. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's did, so did funny. Did you get one of your own? Sort of. Oh, I got one of my own. You did? Yes. Okay. Mine is naked mole rat. All right. I I think I wrote that, but you might have also. Yeah, we both wrote naked mole rat. Yeah, here's your naked mole wow. rat. Wow. Yeah. We both wrote naked mole rat. Roll. <laughs> Naked mole rat. Okay, you wrote another mole. Did you just look up moles? <laughs> yeah, I I <laughs> just different moles. I have star-nosed mole. Yeah, all right. I wanted to see if we wrote anything else the same. No, I have a star-nosed mole in my creepy animals. All right. A I... cyclops shark is in there. Cyclops. Look it up. Cyclops yeah, shark. I picked dolphin. I wrote dolphin. Dolphin. They, okay. I mean... So, so far we have one card left to go. Um, I have the blender naked mole rat blank. And you have... I have the colander dolphin. The colander dolphin blank. Okay. So for this last... The last three index cards, on each index card, write just a monster's name. Just a, any kind of any kind of campy Halloween common monster. We got this. And then three each. We're going to put those together, draw off the top, and then we'll have our complete monster that we have to write a short story for for next week. All right. Both with naked mole rat. I can't believe we did that, huh? Well, I mean, they are very, very creepy. Mm -hmm. That is true. Oh, I'm putting a wild card in. I'm putting a wild card in. I have my three monsters. I have my three monsters. All right. I've got one more monster okay. that I need to come with here. Okay. I really, really... I'm hoping you get my wild card because as I was writing it, I was thinking of it. 
there's always one of my three that is better than the other two, and that's mm-hmm. the one I hope for. Mm-hmm. And both of them are already still in the the discard pile. Sick. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So you're writing down your last monster. We're going to combine these cards up and see what the final monster is that we have to write a short story for. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to shuffle these. All right, this is the last shuffle. So make yep. it a good one. And then the leftovers, we're going to pick one for the listeners, so they have to do one. All right. Go ahead. All right. Oh, I've got the mummy. Okay. Oh, Josh has the mummy. I got the witch. The witch. Oh, both your selections. Okay, so for next week, you have to write a story on... The Colander Dolphin Mummy. The Colander Dolphin Mummy. I have to write a story about the Blender Naked Mole Rat Witch. Wow. That's a mouthful. The Blender Naked Mole Rat Witch. I would like the switch. Can we switch the witch? Can, no, can we just swap cards? Can we? No. I think your story is going to be better than the colander dolphin mummy because I don't understand how I make a a well, water creature. To well, hold, listen to this. If I, if I couldn't spell the word, imagine me thinking about the word. I would like to see you put this word twelve times in the story, and that's the thing. Uh, I want the listeners to know if you're going to write a story. Make it whatever length you're comfortable with, whether it's 10 sentences or two pages. Do whatever you want with whatever three cards you guys get. Oh, I can't use the second one because it's Naked Mole Rat again. Yeah, yeah, we've got to discard Naked Mole Rat. And t- wait, here. Yeah. I have a – oh, wait, that's a, a monster, not a – I wrote a, another monster that I discarded. Okay. It's for Patreon listeners. <laughs> you get the other monster. You get, if you pledge five dollars a month, you get my Bigfoot discard. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So I have to write a story for next week for Blender Naked Mole Rat Witch, and you're the Colander Dolphin Mummy. Mummy. So listeners out there, roaches in the thrifty universe. Send in, you could tweet at us, at Thrifty Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Thrifty Podcast. Type it in. Send us your stories of the Candles, Succubus, Star Mole. Ooh. The candles, that's good alliteration for the, the candles, story. The Candles, Succubus, Starred Mole. And by star, Starred Mole, I definitely meant Star-Nosed Mole. We kn- so I knew what you the, meant. Yeah. It's a lot to write. It's a lot to write. The candles, succubus, star, star-nosed mole, and you will have to write that. So hit us up with your short stories, whatever length you want. I plan on for next week bringing my story one notebook page front and one notebook page back. So one complete page with earlier today I thought would be 12 sentences. Not. <laughs> You're like- uh, you know, like a front and back page of 12 sentences. <laughs> like, Fuck. No. I'm going to write like a paragraph, which I consider to be maybe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. At least a paragraph. Uh, hopefully we get some sexy succubus mm, star-nosed mole ca- sub- submissions. Yeah, so if anybody, yeah, candles, succubus, star-nosed mole, write a story about it. If it's a little dicey, it's okay, too. I mean, it's an it's adult a, show. It's a Swearing and caring over here, you know? That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So next up in our finds, we had a, a couple of really cool books. Um, in the 11th hour, Last Call picked this guy up. 
Um, as we were waiting for the Goodwill outlet bins to change, um, I was standing in line waiting for those bins and the bins were wheeled away and then you found something on the other side of the bin of a uh, cell shade from Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, the video game. Yeah, this was uh, like the middling era of mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat. Today actually was the announcement of Mortal Kombat 11. Really? So today? Today. Deadly uh, Alliance. The day we found the cell shade from Deadly Alliance. While we were thrifting, they were doing all the announcements for Mortal Kombat 11. So it was very serendipitous wow. that we found this. It's a, a cell shaded image of uh, scorpion. a scorpion. Yep. Yeah, with like his, uh, it's got like the um, lucite that drops down in front, and like then the you know. Yeah, the, you could pull out the lucite, and then behind it is like the cell shade. Yeah, the actual background image. And there was what twenty thousand made of these. Twenty thousand, and I believe we have fourteen thousand four hundred and ninety-seven of twenty thousand. Wow! So we have the most obscure number out of the twenty thousand. Yeah, just right. In the middle matters not what and the I number looked, is. I looked into this. So after you found that, you gave that to me. I looked into this. And the reason why, as you mentioned, uh, Mortal Kombat, it wasn't that it went away, but it was losing pop popularity because a lot of the games were similar. People were just tired of the same old story. So Mortal Kombat was like, look, we have to do something to kind of change the brand introduce something new to the brand and get this product back going off the shelves because it's just sitting there. It was getting poor reviews. So they uh, hooked up with Midway. And what these were, were if you had a GameStop reservation, the first 20,000 would get a cell-shaded image from the actual video game, which we have. So, so that just... was from, yeah, that was from 2002. So these are just out at all the different game stops mm -hmm. hanging out waiting for people to come in and that's why some of the sellers on eBay probably have multiple yeah former GameStop employees who just lifted them pretty pretty much so they they started that to kind of kick off deadly Alliance like putting that out there um, it was the first Mortal Kombat game to have 3d fighting and three-dimensional um, you could kind of walk all the way around um there's been pl platforms in previous mortal Kombat that you could bust through and bust down through but these you could like throw them through and stuff like that and that, yeah the full environment you could go yeah. everywhere not just left and right mm -hmm. and so they had 13 original characters it's the only uh mortal Kombat game to date even up to now that Liu kang is not a playable character and for one reason or another just didn't make the cut in that one. I don't understand how you don't put him in. I mean, I don't know. There's trying like, something different, I suppose. Probably, I I think the original had like eight, maybe. You mm -hmm. know, like yep, original, eight. like those have to be there. So always. they had thirteen originals. Yeah, there was eight originally, but then like the originals, meaning the games prior, and then eleven new characters introduced. So it was like the new school versus the old school vibe of the game. So what they thought would be a great idea if they just sort of like, okay, so the old school Mortal Kombat's going to want the Sub-Zero, going to want the Scorpion, that type of shit. We'll leave that to them, and then hopefully a new generation kind of picks up 
from the new characters. The new ones, yeah, that we've got out here now. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually did very well. Um, they considered it a success because it did what they wanted it to do to introduce just not a um, you know left-to-right scrolling fighter, but a three-dimensional fighter. And so um, there's a lot of fan, MK fans out there that actually second-guessed this because um, the popularity was, you know, it was dwindling. So there was those MK elites out there that were like, it's all shit from here on out. They're the only people who are keeping it afloat, though, yeah. like not, not dealing with the change. Exactly. And so they were like, you know what? Yeah, it's actually good. Yeah. So it originally was a bit of a sleeper, but since they changed so much about it, people caught on a little bit later and in 2000 by 2011 which is still a dated statistic because it's eight years later but by 2011 there was 3.5 million sold i think mortal Kombat is just kind of a money machine mm-hmm. now like you know they had that little dip and i think from then on it's kind of just always taken off yeah and this was on gamecube this was on ps2 later on Game Boy advance and Game Boy Advance people were like, this is the choice nug, baby, too sweet. Yeah, if, you, um, yeah, if you've got a Game Boy Advance, you've got some limited options. And so, this, yeah, Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy. Seems like the best it could be on that baby yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. So that was our thrift haul from today. We have a couple of cool books. A game we introduced, uh, the Mortal Kombat cel-shaded picture here. Coming up after the break, our new favorite segment, Josh and I are going head-to-head again with Vintage versus Modern. Stick the heck around. Mortal Kombat has always been and always will be. For millennia, the forces of good and evil have been locked in eternal battle over the control of Earthrealm. Some seek to use the tournament to destroy all that is good. Others seek vengeance, power, or eternal life. Time after time, each individual threat has been vanquished, and Earthrealm has enjoyed relative peace for many years. But there is concern that Earth is once again in peril. And this time, the threat of evil has two faces. Commonwealth Press, Pittsburgh's best screen printing at cwpress.com. We print t-shirts, cwpress.com. Hey, Sykes here, and I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about my show, Start the Beat. It's a podcast about independent artists for independent artists. Each episode highlights different humans from all walks of life and their individual stories about inspiration, determination, struggle, and so much more. Dive into the fantastic minds of these amazing people, absorb some useful knowledge, and expand your perspective on the world around you. It's like really important and stuff or whatever curated produced and hosted by me sykes start the beat is part of the ethicast family and you can find it on itunes google play stitcher or wherever else you get your podcasts subscribe today and never miss a beat so we had a little time during break to think about the stories that we have to write for next week how are you feeling on yours not good not good the colander dolphin mummy yeah, I mean, I've got some ideas, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know how I make sense of it, so we're just gonna go with it. It's a Mad Lib, basically. I have to, I have to work with Blender Naked Mole Rat Witch, so that's difficult. And what, what did the listeners have to do? The listeners have to do candles, succubus, star-nosed mole. You yeah. have to write a story on that. See, I think a a naked mole rat is really like an animal like doppelganger for like what you think of as a witch. Like, what if I did a naked mole roach? Like, would you I get in trouble? Ch- yeah, you no. can't change it. Sorry. You can't just modify it. Or- Sorry, just We're trying to modify be- it. I'm not, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not writing this one. Colander. Well, you had to write. Col- did you have to write colander? On- I spelled colander wrong. Yeah, I, and yeah. when you wrote colander, did you have to write ca- colander so you knew it was colander? Yeah, I did because I would have. Calendar. Like, it looks like you wrote calendar. You're one letter off from calendar and more than that from colander. I'll so, let yeah. calendar and colander go. Whatever one you want. I don't think either one is going to be better than the other. Well, I know specifically a thrifty podcast segment where one is better than the other one. And we're talking about thrifties, vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. For new listeners to the show, what we have here, I have two of them. Josh has two of them. And we have... Uh, two, we have one object from two different eras, and what we do is compare their value towards one another to see which one has a higher value. So which one is worth more? Um, I believe I started out last time. So why don't you hit me up with your first vintage versus modern? All right. So to start off this week, we're going to go... Tiki mugs. Tiki mugs. To start off, absolutely. Tiki mugs. They've had some resurgencies over Auth- the authentic year. Authentic tiki mugs? Yes, authentic. Okay. I'm, yeah, we're not going to go bootleg. I'm, I'm not okay. going to throw that into vintage versus modern. Okay. We're going to keep it genuine tiki mugs. And the vintage is a Sail with Harvey's tiki mug Okay. featuring a topless hula girl with palm trees from the 1960s. Tiki mug from the 1960s that sounds whited up big time. Hmm. Okay. So sail with Harvey's. It's got a little sailboat, naked hula girl, mm-hmm. some palm trees. The hit, modern. Hit me up with the modern one and I'll tell you which one. The modern one appears to have been stolen from Benny Hanna's. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's the big Mayan tiki. It's a big, so like, Mayan figure. Lifted, so it's a hot item. The first hot item on Vintage versus Modern. Quite possibly. Hot. I've never been to a Benihana, but I've seen pictures of people at Benihana's. I mm-hmm. think this is their drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a little straw hole in his belly and, like, the open back to pour the cocktail in. So that's our Vintage versus Modern to start. Okay. So which one do I think is more the value is more. I'm going to go modern. I believe the modern tiki mug has a higher value than the older one. Modern. And by how much? $8. Okay. And are you basing that off the fact that it's possibly stolen or that it has the word big in its description? I'm going I'm going this because if it's a Benihana's it's a thick fucking mug. It's a meaty fucking mug. Because if you're Benihana's, you're spending 30 bucks on a meal. So those mugs have to be less than but close to that. 
And I'm going to go against the vintage one because vintage tiki a lot of the times falls apart. Okay. And what do you think the, the modern tiki would retail for? Oh, you're going to even go into that? I, well, you, you mentioned you know paying 30 for a meal and the big, thick-ass mug. So I'm just curious. Okay. The $8 difference, what's the price point that that's based off of? 30 bucks. All right. Not bad. Not bad. I, modern 30, old 122. So modern is more. Uh-huh. The modern retails 48.99. Ooh. Uh the vintage sales with Harvey's 24.99. Okay, not too bad. So a difference of $24. You can almost buy two naked hula girls still, for the price of the big mine. But still, I almost nailed the mug. I was off by 20 on the price. Okay. The big mine mug definitely worth being more than Harvey's mm-hmm. not in the $50 tiki mug though yeah so and that one I did pick right though you least. did you got that one correct okay so we're gonna hit you up with something from a I'm gonna say a bedroom if I had to put it under anything bedroom stuff or if, if you sleep on the couch which I sometimes do maybe around the couch there's nothing with, wrong with couch sleeping but we're going with alarm clock Vintage alarm clock versus a modern alarm clock. The vintage alarm clock is a mid-century. Re- it's a mid-century retro. It's bright yellow. It comes with a manual, and it definitely works. Okay. So that's the vintage mid-century retro manual. Definitely works. It's yellow alarm clock. Modern one. LCD projection. That's the letters mm-hmm. or the numbers. So L L L E D. I said L C D. I knew. Yeah, it projects, <laughs> so it's okay. I meant L E D. Clearly, L E D projection, and it also has a spot for your uh, like your your cell phone. So your little little guy. Is it like an aux cord or is it like a dock? It's a it's an aux cord. Okay. And the vintage modern is that digital or does it have like the manual flippers? It's um the the obviously the vintage one is uh, flippers, the modern one is LED projection. All right, radios included in both. Uh, I no, not the not the old one. Not the old one. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go that the. See, it's tricky because the vintage has mid-century in it, yeah. which immediately means that it's a little bit more money because mm-hmm. those words mean money. Uh, so I'm going to go on a flyer, though, and I'm going to go with the modern mm-hmm. projection. Alarm clock? Yeah, and I'm only going to say by $4. Wow. Dude, you almost nailed it. You almost nailed it. Do you want to try the money amounts or just leave it? Do you want to take, like, you could leave it and I'll respect it. Uh, let's go with uh, vintage mm-hmm. uh, $30 mm-hmm. and the modern 34 18 bucks for the alar- the LED projection, $15 for the vintage mid-century. Really? So 18 to 15 So $3 modern, but you did get it. See, and that's within a dollar, which price is right. You win something extra. Mm-hmm. You in get it. So some way, shape, technically or form. tied right now. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'll yep. take it. I really have no perspective on the price of alarm clocks. Like mm-hmm. that's something. Well, I had no General guess. Electric, those square ones with a bunch of like fake wood on it. 
those. Yeah. Those are the ones. See, I have the worst alarm clock in the world, which is a sonic bomb. I thought you were going to say Max the dog. Oh, no. Max never wakes me up. He's, he'll sleep all fucking day. Oh, sick. That's pretty <laughs> cool for a pup. Yeah, look at him. He's a pillow. He's just come to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is cool. He's uh, been quite, by the way, very well behaved. Yeah. Max the dog is sitting in between us and has said no barks. No, no. He's he's barkless. quite comfortable. He's got his little pillow thrown. Completely barkless. He's all good. You don't even have to touch him right now. That's Yeah, he's not even asking for it. That's pretty awesome. Okay. Very out of character for him, but he's eating his ass right now. So yeah, he's, he's got some stuff he's to got do. Busier things to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the next item for vintage versus modern. Uh, so I went barware with the first one, baseball for the second. Mm-hmm. So the vintage is a 1960s Cooperstown pin uh, mm. features the words home of baseball, New York on it, mm. shaped like a little baseball. Uh, the modern, the 2018 I Was There pin from the Hall of Fame. I was I was at the, oh my God. And that's, I would, that's what the pin says, I was there. So we've got the vintage 60s Cooperstown pin. Or the 2008 I Was There Hall of Fame pin. Quick sidebar. You know I'm going to the NFL Hall of Fame this year, this summer in July. This is a different sport. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I know. That's why I said the NFL. Because I want, I want to get I Was At The NFL Hall of Fame 2019 pin. Oh. Because it says, like, I was at, I was at the baseball one yeah. pin. That's what it's – I was at the baseball well, one. Well, once you find out the price of this, you'll know how much you can get on the secondhand oh, market this is for good. that pin. Well, I'm going to go – with the vintage pin, because I know pins just, whew, they're just going up. Um, though, you know, the modern day enamel pin, the modern day enamel pin is quite cool in certain circles. There's no doubt about it. There is a whole pin collector community. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's got pins. I have two pins on my jacket. Mm-hmm. You have pins. Everybody's got some pins somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the old one. I'm going to go vintage is the value is more and i'm gonna and i'm gonna say by how many dollars how many dollars 20 oh what is your perspective on the price of pins i don't um i don't know i was thinking that pin was like 30 dollars it is not oh fuck neither one of these pins is 30 dollars i blew it not only is Blew neither it in the one the ninth of, inning like a da- dumbass pitcher. Not only is neither one of them worth thirty dollars, but the vintage is not worth more than the modern. The modern. I should have shut my mouth. I should have just said. I mean, obviously, I would have been wrong, but I should have said vintage and then left it. And, and you left it. Hit the nail on the head without even realizing it. You mentioned the modern enamel pins. The modern is an enamel pin. The old one is just the metal button pin. I didn't ask. And that oh, makes yeah. Oh, I didn't ask. Uh, so the modern I got crushed on that one. The modern fourteen ninety nine vintage only twelve ninety five. So modern I got crushed. Modern going for two oh four more. I got crushed on that one. All right. Cool. So we were one and one and then <laughs> cool. Cool. You said cool, cool as somebody who definitely did not think it cool. was cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna break up with you. Cool. Cool. Uh I'm definitely fine. <laughs> I am okay with this. Cool. <laughs> Great move. I I was thinking the same. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't months ago. Cool, me too. Cool. All right. I suppose I will be leaving. <laughs> so what we have here. We're going Halloween chompers. 
Halloween chompers. We're talking about vampire fangs. Vamp fangs. So we have vintage vampire fangs from 1960. The name of the company who produced these? Dopey's Ogre Teeth. Are they sealed? Sealed. Okay. These are brand new. Okay, I was repulsed. Both of these are brand new. Previous to that, I was repulsed by the idea of how many mouths it could be in over the last 60 years. Did you see the teeth in my car? I. Uh, where were they? Oh, they're somewhere. You know it, my car. It's like... <laughs> I, have, I have a set of uh, dentures. Your the backseat of your car is like an I Spy book. Like, yeah. did you see the, the? No, no, I wasn't. I didn't see it on the list. The uh, the dentures. I got dentures thrifting the other day when I was alone. I brought home dentures. That was it. It's not the first time you've bought teeth. No, but a whole set of them for sure. But that's where I got the idea for the fangs. So vintage in package from the 1960s, Dopey's Ogre Teeth Vampire Fangs, versus the modern. Slim look, flex teeth, vampire flangs. Okay, now the dopey's ones I'm imagining are like the full plastic, like full plastic, old school, old school. Are the new ones similar to that, or are they like just those fancy caps that you can buy? They are. They are not fancy caps. They are the full shaboozle on them. <laughs> full vampire shaboozle. Shaboozle. Uh, full shaboozle. All right, I'm going to go vintage on that with them both being sealed. I'm going to go vintage uh, just for the nostalgic sake of mm-hmm. that. And uh, I'm going to say by $7. Okay. Okay. The Dopey's Ogre Teeth Vampire Teeth, vintage, vintage teeth, 17 bucks. The Modern Teeth? Twelve dollars, you win. Oh, Two, you got both of them. I was gonna go five dollars, which would have put me unbelievably yeah. like the, over the, the top old this ones. Week. The, the vintage ones were seven, seventeen dollars. The new ones were twelve dollars. So f- by five dollars, vintage, vintage was the answer. And I only missed Crushed by a total, it. a total of three dollars. When for- we played this the first time, I had crushed you, and now that's it. I'm coming for the crown, baby. Yeah. Um, but. You knocked that one out of the park. So I, I can't believe you didn't find my teeth. There's teeth in the car. No, and I'm glad I didn't because if you would have told me that there were teeth in the car. Didn't I'd wash them yet. I'd have been a little, a little turned off by it. I didn't wash them. No. They're still in there. You find all kinds of weird shit like that. You bought teeth. I bought a, a corksicle today. Oh, we yeah. You got that corksicle. So you put that, what, do you put... So you put that in the in the wine. Yeah, it's a basically a cork that's got like a, a fake icicle attached to it, and you freeze it, and then you stick it in a bottle Keep of wine. Keep your wine cool. Yeah, it was new in the box when I found it. It retails for $25, but I took it out of the box because I'm a smart thrifter, and I paid $0.10 cents for it. Damn, dude. And you didn't you didn't even get to see the ladies world fair circle triangle thing that I had to tolerate. I took my book, and I took my corksicle, and I got the fuck out. And a place where you can get the fuck to. See how I did that? You're very Boom. good at segues this week. Yeah, but now I called it out. I so know. It looks bad. Broken so. the fourth wall on segues. But everybody should get the fuck to podcast night at the Tolma, which is in Pittsburgh, coming up Friday, January 25th. We have four podcasts on the show. We have us, and then we have more important shows like Neon Brainiac, School on Ghoul, and Start the Beat with Sykes, uh, 
click, well, go to facebook.com, the website, click in there, podcast night at the Tolma, click going, and then I'll send you the address. I didn't post my address because it's in my house, and I didn't want to post my address of my house on the internet. It's kind of a secret just for the address. The event, not a secret, and if you want to come, mm-hmm. it's free information, but to keep out perverts and cops... We have to put up just that barrier. We need to know you're coming. (laughs) Yes, before we give you that. But, yeah, it's going to be four shows. It's going to be 8 p.m. to, like, 1130, 1145, something like that, on a Friday night, end of January, uh, Friday, January 25th. It's also Josh's birthday's eve, so Josh will be there doing the show with me, and so wish Josh a happy birthday at that show. Yeah, if you want to stick around and watch the clock roll over. We're going to be doing it. I will get all thirty of to you. Death. All thirty of you. <laughs> you watch, forty of you. Watch a year of my life all tick away. Yeah. In celebration. So yeah, uh, goal on goal. Um, that they're a sick ass podcast. They were just talking about their favorite cryptids on this last episode. Neon Brainiacs. They're friends of '80s horror. Uh, Greg Harrington been on the show before. Helped us out at the Thriftathon this summer. Awesome dude. Uh, let us borrow his equipment last week for us to use his equipment. So that was cool. Yeah. Also pops up as Batman at Goodwill. Yeah, he is the Batman of Goodwill. We'll see him at Goodwill. He'll be like, "What's up?" We'll be like, "Greg, love to see you." Next thing we know, he's gone. Poof. He's gone. Um, and then, of course, Steve Barris from Bluffs, uh, stevebarris.bandcamp.com, alternate reality, the theme to our show for many reasons, at Thrifty Podcast on Twitter, that's our dirt sheet, find us on Facebook, Thrifty Podcast, also, toddytondera.com backslash podcast, get your Get Roached t-shirt today, they were by our friends over at Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com they did our shirts and for thrifty podcast listeners with an order of 50 t-shirts you get 12 for free type in promo code thrifty podcast at cwpress.com commonwealth press then you hear the jingle in our commercials every week so buy some shirts off of them they're super comfortable um if if you want a thrifty podcast shirt as i mentioned if you are a local and you don't want to pay shipping, I don't blame you because it's not a lot of it's not a lot of fun. Um, you could pick them up at the show live. Um, yeah, so we'll we're going to be selling them at Podcast Night at the Tolma, and Ghoul and Ghoul is also going to have merchandise there. So buy some Ghoul and Ghoul stuff too. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Come through whether you can stay the whole night and enjoy all the shows, or whether you can pop in for thirty minutes. No commitment, no strings attached. Just come and have fun. Yeah, for sure. And for everybody else, Josh, I'll let you do it this week. What should they do? They should get roached. <laughs>